everyone, and welcome to the August 20th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. About a week ago, the federal government threw its support behind one of the most unique projects in Canadian automotive history. Just prior to dissolving Parliament, then-Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his Liberal government gave $5 million to Project Aero, an all-electric, all-Canadian vehicle being developed by the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association. Today, we'll get an update on how many suppliers are taking part in the project, whether it remains on track, and perhaps most importantly, how does the APMA intend to spend that $5 million? All that when I speak with the APMA president, Mr. Flavio Volpe, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. What can you tell me about this investment from the federal government? Uh, it always worked. Um, it's, it is very satisfying to see the federal government uh, partner with us on a Team Canada project. Um, especially since the project is a response to the government's challenge to think differently. And uh, their investment will be critical in integrating the technology from uh, dozens of companies onto one platform. Do you know exactly how you'll spend this money? Is there a tangible thing or a specific area of development this money will be spent on? How am I going to describe this? Imagine that the vehicle itself, all the components and systems are the contribution of all our private sector partners and that the uh, public sector contribution will be the integration of those into the vehicle and in helping to create the uh, virtual and digital uh, twins of the exercise. Should the government have been involved in this project from the beginning, Flavio? I mean, have you been pursuing financial aid? How did this funding come to be? And I ask because I would only assume that an all-Canadian project designed to showcase Canadian businesses is something the federal government would want to be a part of, especially since the project was inspired by a throne speech. Well, look, they've been supportive from the beginning. Um, uh, They... They got involved when we asked them to get involved. And we, um, this was the natural step for it. Uh, we had to design a vehicle. We had to assemble the team to put it together. Uh, we had to go out and get uh, industry excited about being involved and getting committed to it. Uh, before I wanted to go back to the government and say, look, we set the table. Please come and join us. Um, would have been premature to do it a year and a half ago when we launched. Uh, because if this wasn't an industry-led uh, project, then it was um, it would have been a waste of time. It would have been a marketing exercise. And now, you know, we're able to go to government and say 423 companies now have uh, committed, you know, over $100 million worth of um, uh, uh, parts, systems, engineering, and support. And so... Obviously, we're not going to use all of that, Greg. You know, a lot, there's a lot of duplication, but but we've got all kinds of commitment on technology. Uh, now we demonstrated to the federal government the project was real uh, and had all the components required to get it across the line. And um, we asked that uh, you know that the, the the government role would be you know kind of a neutral role, which is um, not not picking the different technologies. But once the engineering's been baked, 
help to help to um, assemble the actual vehicle. Where are you right now in the process of building this vehicle? What's next? And are you still on track? And, and the question everyone wants answered is, when do we see an actual vehicle? Sure, the answer has been the same every time you've asked me, which is fourth quarter of next year. We're currently on track. We're baking the engineering, which means, you know, we finalized all the proposals. Uh, we've classified them by related uh, component classes uh, and categories. And, you know, you go from your powertrain decisions to your body and structure decisions to your interior decisions. We are probably halfway through uh, the that process now. We've we've essentially chosen the configuration. We've communicated the selection uh, to about half of our suppliers, and we're in um, we're in scope uh, and term negotiations with them. And um, and we're in the you know in that in that second half of suppliers, it's a uh, we're a little bit earlier stage. Like how would I describe it? Um, we've picked you. Here's your technology. Let's have a let's have a proper demonstration of its of its commercial readiness, and then we'll move forward. We will have baked the engineering uh, by the last quarter of this year, and then we're off to the races on uh, the physical build. The virtual build is done. We're just waiting for the world to reopen. And uh, the digital twin, which is separate from the virtual one. You know, the virtual one is the one that you know, you've seen previews of down in the, the VR cave down there. The digital, the digital one will be developed uh, in parallel uh, timing with the physical one. It will be, of course, the, 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 the hard font that would be used for any potential commercialization of the vehicle or its systems. Have there been any other surprises along the way, or is there anything we need to know about when it comes to this project at this time? Uh, no, but I don't want to scoop myself either. So <laughs> I tweeted a teaser about a week ago, and uh, I got Grace and Steve Myrtle asking me, and I said, I mean, you guys are good, but you're not that good. I'm not going to answer you on that one. But we're, we're, we're So are you saying there's more more excitement to come, more announcements to follow in the short term? Is that what you're saying now? I'd say short to midterm, you're gonna there's gonna be some really nice surprises on, on uh, that will help to articulate the impact that this um, that this project is having for the industry. I know this project has always been about showcasing the Canadian auto industry, but I had someone ask me just today: Is this something that eventually goes to market? Is that the goal? Do you want an automaker to build this for the mass market, or do you want a contract assembler further down the supply chain to build this vehicle? Well, it's not part of the original project scope, but neither was 423 companies signing up to build it. So what's what's happening is that you're hearing what what people are asking you is this is an articulation of the head of steam that this that this project is building. Um, what would be an ideal scenario after the life of the original scope here is that this project either inspires um, production of vehicles in Canada, you know, Canadian uh, domiciled companies, or somebody takes this uh, specific one um, over the line. Um, You know, it's not what we set out to do, uh, but um, I also am, we're very buoyed, uh, by the 
the reactions of this project and the consistent, hopeful uh, investment uh, by people uh, over the last year and a half. Okay. Well, we'll see if it gets done. We reached Flavio at his office in the greater Toronto area. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glayson at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.